0: One thing retailers need to keep in mind as well is we're always looking to increase the consumer experience.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Don't forget about the employee experience. Make sure that you're arming your employees with the technology they can use to be successful within your environment. One in four jobs in the U.S. is in retail. It's really important for turnover purposes and investment to to become an employee advocate within, within the brand. And, and they are your consumers as well. And a lot of times, we're so focused on the consumer experience, the consumer experience. Well, those employees are also consumers and they're looking for that experience as well. So I, I think that's one thing to keep in mind.
1: Welcome to Conversations with Des. I'm your host, Des Blanchfield. Uh, today I have the privilege of being joined by Aaron Rolfs. Now Aaron is the industry solutions architect for retail, restaurant, and hospitality for AT&T Business. Erin, great to see you. Thanks for joining me on the show.
0: Hi, Des, thanks for having me.
1: So I'd like to talk about a number of key things around your world, in particularly retail, um, uh, around product availability, shopper convenience, immersive marketing, customer insights, and a whole bunch of those uh, key topics. But before we do, I wonder if we could just take a little sideways segue and get to know you a little bit better for our audience and our listeners. Um, I wonder if you could just share a couple of uh, minutes around your personal background, where you're from, where you grew up, uh, your academic career path, and how you came to this amazing role.
0: Absolutely. Well, Des, I'm originally from Alaska. Wow. I've lived in 10 states. Currently, I reside in Dallas, Texas, uh, which is state number 10. Uh, so I've had quite a history across the US. I've been a great. Uh, I've been exposed to some really great places to live. I studied in Anchorage, Alaska, University of Alaska Anchorage. And I started my retail career with Nordstrom. Well, okay. so I was 10 years with Nordstrom in different management roles across the country. And then I worked for the Estee Lauder companies for seven years in an account executive role under the Clinique umbrella. So that's my retail background. I joined AT&T 12 years ago in a sales role and moved into a vertical marketing role when the company pivoted to looking at industries specifically and how to support our customers within those industries. So my current role as the industry solution architect, I support retail, restaurant, hospitality customers with technology trends and solutions that really overcome their business challenges.
1: Right. Increase um,
0: their consumer engagement, and.
1: That's a rapidly their moving market for them too. Now, right? I mean, when we think about retail, it's it's probably a late uh, entrant to the technology space for a range of reasons because they've got very big sunk costs and large infrastructure to roll out, but now that they uh, have the likes of yourselves to help them pivot on that, uh, some big rapid moving pieces for them, which we'll get into in a moment. When we think about your role as, as, as the industry solution architect, uh, or solutions architect I should say, for retail restaurant hospitality, give us a little insight into the actual remit of that. I mean, you've just touched on a few of those, but that's a very broad remit that you seem to have there. Give us a 30,000 foot view of what that actual role entails. The
0: role entails really working closely with our sales teams, right. so that they understand the industry and the vernacular and what our customers need from AT&T in regard to solution set and support. So, day to day, I look at trends. I look at technology that's happening. You know, technology is mm. changing
1: yeah, on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Yeah.
0: However, the retail trends stay the same, Right. increase consumer engagement, understand how the customers shop, where they shop, why they shop, and, and that data-rich mm-hmm. set that really gives retailers insight to their customers, and then really producing an agile supply chain, right. and what that looks like in streamlining operations and being more efficient. So those three trends really are what we're seeing. Technology supports those, yeah. and it's, it's, it's how retailers adapt to this constantly changing technology world.
1: Same fundamental challenges such as taking a payment where one day it might have been uh historically taking cash into a cash register, then it became FOS cards, and now it's just tap and go with your phone, I guess. And, exactly. Um, and I think that's an exciting challenge to, to be facing on a daily basis. I imagine you literally jump out of bed <laughs> going to fight this challenge. M- we think of what a day in the life of, of Aaron Rolfs is like. Well, what are some of the typical things you're doing on a daily basis just within the team and in, inside at and business?
0: Absolutely. So I look at what's happening in the industry in regard to key challenges, uh, product availability is the number one investment for retailers. They're looking at solutions that increase their product visibility and their inventory, where it's at, how they move it, and how they distribute it. Right. So I, I really look at the trends in the industry and the objectives for our customers to improve the experience for the consumer.
1: Well, it's definitely been a pivot. I know from my own experience in the last sort of couple of decades running my own company is that the, the sh- We've seen this shift now to well, I think what we call a, a customer driven disruption as opposed to competitive driven disruption. Once upon a time our competitors might have disrupted us, nowadays our customers and consumers are demanding more and more and often it's perceived as a negative thing but I think the general sense that I'm getting is that it's actually a positive that our customers are demanding more because it opens up the door to many more other opportunities if you'll pardon the pun on that. I wonder if we can dive into some of the, the technology challenges that, that are facing the industry now. We're seeing a lot of discussion around and certainly some great solutions coming from yourselves at ATT your Business your partners with the likes of digital signage and immersive marketing across the retail uh, space. I know you've got some amazing technology like uh, we were talking earlier and you mentioned the endless aisle. I wonder if you could just give us a quick brief on what that world looks like now and, and where digital signage and immersive marketing is emerging and, and playing a role in retail.
0: Absolutely. So if you think of immersive marketing, it's pulling the customer or the consumer into the brand. It's it's exposing the brand to the consumer so that it is a memorable experience to create loyalty. If you think about digital signage, which has been around for years, you see a digital sign and it's, it's one too many. Right. It's not personalized or relevant to the specific individual that's standing in front of it. Digital signage has evolved. And you mentioned our solution, Endless Isle. Well, that is an excellent Example of a digital sign that has evolved to create an immersive experience We can produce custom content to deliver on the digital sign that connects to the customer's mobile device and Produces that relevant targeted experience Mm -hmm. can also pull up specific products that that consumer has purchased in the past or that might be a complement to those previous purchase histories. Right. So it's, it's really an amazing solution that can pull all of AT&T's business assets together, including the core foundation of who we are, and that's the network, and, and delivering that speed and uh, security to that solution to create that immersive personal experience.
1: And I'd love to dive into that fabric component in a moment. When we think about what you were just talking about there, one thing that comes to mind is that when we think about immersive marketing, people may have thought it was just more information coming to me on my current device, but I've seen a number of great technology demos and solutions you have that have augmented reality, uh, proximity location, a whole bunch of sort of what we would now term mixed reality experiences, whether it's on my mobile device or, as you said, it's on the endless aisle or other platforms. And I, I've seen the likes of the Magic Mirror, which I've spent way too much time uh, playing on the demo mm-hmm. with. these seem to be coming uh, into the market much more quickly than I had expected to be honest. I I know we've seen the likes of Pokemon Go change the game industry I hadn't expected that to happen so quickly in the retail space. What can you tell us about what's happening in the industry from that point of view of the full immersion experience of not necessarily virtual reality headsets that are a little bit cumbersome but being able to have that additional data overlay on the likes of mobile devices or as you said the endless aisle and follow me as I move around my daily life and lifestyle.
0: If you think about retail it's not just consuming goods its retail payment so think about entertainment right. and, and and the retailer can entertain the customer and deliver that enhanced experience with custom content and an augmented reality experience that produces a memory within the consumer that they they attach to that they feel connected to and then they're connected to the brand it produces loyalty and it increases revenue for that retailer
1: I love that term, retailtainment. I'm going to steal that. Underpinning all of this, you touched on this a moment ago, I mean data in particular and moving data across your network and moving it securely. It seems to me that you're delivering a range of capabilities that allow retailers to leverage the likes of artificial intelligence and machine learning, uh, apply some sentiment analysis to this, use data science to drive data-driven decision making. And this seems to be an underpinning requirement across all the industries we're talking about, particularly retail, where, where we're making decisions now based on the data that we've got available. Consumers are making decisions based on the data they've got available and we're looking for that that magic mix in the middle and I think you used a phrase earlier uh, before we were hit record that uh, there was a term you used actionable data. Mm-hmm. Give us a little insight into kind of how that's shifting now with the, the move to leveraging smart data and data driven decisions from both ends of the spectrum, particularly that actionable data term that you used.
0: Sure. If you think about the data that's being collected by retailers. It comes from many different customer touch points from back-end systems, from applications, and it's uh, lakes and lakes of data. And what AT&T does best, it's in our foundation. We've constantly moved data, we've constantly secured data, our own network for over 125 years, but also our retail network. So we've collected data managed data stored data and acted upon data for many many years as a company Uh, so what we offer our retailers is really pulling all of those data lakes together and analyzing and producing that actionable result Mm -hmm. with the data so that retailers can improve the experience and act in a more uh, streamlined operations back-end system so the inventory moves faster and so the data that we can produce back to the retailer is invaluable.
1: Yeah and I guess you've got this uh, uh, in many ways an unfair advantage but in a positive sense and that is you have effectively been a retail organization from day one in selling services and very uh, complex mix of services from voice and data and traditional phone and handset space and fixed handsets to mobile devices, uh, mobile data platforms to fixed wireless over 5G, plus you have an enormous retail chain of your own with your own stores. So you've got all of these capabilities yourselves as an organization so you're almost like you're your own first customer in my mind and so you solve the problems for your own purposes so when you're solving my problem as a retail in- industry player potentially uh, i know that you can be trusted with this because you've already done it for yourselves that that seems to position you very very well to have proven and built and tested these such that I know if you're going to solve my 5G challenge and my IoT challenge and my sensor challenge or data-driven insights and and actual data challenge, you've been there, done it, written a book about it, and and now a trusted partner. That must position you very well for some of the conversations you're having with some of the bigger brands you're working with.
0: We are the ultimate use case because we we implement our own solutions within our retail practice. We are one of the largest U.S. retailers based on location, Um, and although our business model is unique. Um, to our customers, you know, many different products within our customers' uh, portfolio, we have the same business objective, mm. to increase the customer experience, to increase loyalty to our brand, uh, so we understand what retailers are facing in this challenging, very competitive world.
1: It's it's a perfect blend, I think, and, and I, I know looking at some of the trends that you're driving, but we're seeing some very exciting things happen around uh, some of those New emerging technologies, which I'd love to get your view on. I mean, as you said, underpinning all of this is the core fabric of your network to start with and, and the different types of services you run over those, whether it's voice and data. Uh, we're now seeing the the emergence of 5G, which everyone's heard about and, and a lot of people think is still coming, but the reality is it's here, you're rolling it out and you'll have I, I, the bulk of the country covered, I think, by the middle of this year at some point. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, but then we have you know real-time uh, sensors through the Internet of Things and a whole range of that integration that goes with it and underpinning that, that cybersecurity capability of pre- not just moving the data, but protecting it while it's moving and while it's at rest in different places. What are some of the bigger things you're seeing now with some of these emerging technologies, particularly the likes of 5G and, and what sort of disruptive influence are they going to have on the retail industry?
0: Specifically 5G, you can the speed alone that 5G is bringing, the lower latency, yeah. the higher throughput. So if you think about the massive amounts of data, robotics coming into retail for scanning inventory shelves, that massive amount of data that the robots will be pulling to deliver to the back end for action, to retailers yeah. can act on, that data will be moved faster via 5G. It will also stay localized with AT&T multi-edge access computing mm-hmm. environment, where it will stay within the retailer's environment right. versus, versus going out to the cloud or not going as far. Mm-hmm. So just the high speed in general with the data that can they can act on faster yeah. if they're getting it to them faster. In the IoT world, we're seeing connected devices Massive amounts of connected devices year over year. An example we've displayed is a connected coffee bar. So an autonomous I love coffee that bar. Thing. I love it. Uh, and it's connected to the back end uh, dashboard so that the retailer or the cafe or the restaurateur can be more efficient in supplying the milk, the mm, water, mm. to alleviate their employees from checking the machine constantly, yeah, yeah. those employees can be freed up to do more customer-facing interaction that will, again, enhance the brand. So it's it's producing that efficacy that, that retailers mm, are mm. looking for in regard to replenishment and inventory control. It will give data on how fast the consumer is yeah. consuming the coffee or using the cups or you know, things, so it's, and it's you've very got a, exciting.
1: You've got an intelligent shelf solution as well, I forget the name of it, but you can probably remind me, of it. A, a, sh- a solution where uh, inventory can be tracked either through sensors in the shelves themselves or through intelligent camera solutions to see what's moving off the shelf, where it's moving, how fast it's moving, and, and not just fulfill it back to the shelf for the in-store experience, but also fulfill it back through the warehouse, all the way back to the manufacturing plant in real time. Uh, I was quite gobsmacked when I picked up an example, and I think it was like a bottle of wine in one case and then a, a packet of, of uh, potato chips or crisps, whatever you might call them, and instantly the, the demo screen showed that it not only had been picked up, but it showed me how many units were still on the shelf, how many were in stock in the warehouse, and some examples of the lead time to get it into a truck and transported and back to the warehouse and fulfilled in the store. Uh, and the flow and impact of that just blew my mind because as a consumer, I'm ideally you know, going to a store and they've got stock as a, a retailer, I want to make sure the stock's there for me to buy. Exactly. It's like this match made in heaven for everyone, all the way down to that uh, just-in-time manufacturing capability, potentially, for the producers of the product in the first place. These must be just significant, pivotal shifts for the industry to, to come to grasp this. You must have some breath exciting conversations with people even just becoming aware of what these technologies can provide with, with that integration, not just the data, but the sensors and, and other technology like cameras. It's
0: pivotal, but if you think back to the main priorities in retail, increasing the consumer experience. Right. If I'm a consumer and I go into a store and you're out of that wine or those crisps yeah, yeah. as you call them, potato chips, your experience is less than par. Yeah. So you're not going to get a good experience if the product is not on the shelf that you're looking for. So keeping those key objectives in mm, mind always mm. and inventory control. it's. It's the number one Indeed. underpinning to consumer satisfaction. So,
1: And as a consumer, I'll be completely honest with the listeners, I'm a very fickle consumer. So if I have a store, particularly my corner store with convenience, if I learn through behavior that they are constantly out of things that I want, I tend not to go back. Like exactly. I'm, relatively, I'm really a hard customer to earn. The brand very, loses you. Yeah, but very mm-hmm. l- easy to lose, right? So you might spend three years providing me good products and services, but if you miss me once, <laughs> I'm likely to go somewhere else, which is unfortunate. And I guess this is where uh, AT&T and business and uh, as a whole, but certainly your role uh, when you look at uh, the the um, solutions component as the industry solutions architect for the retail space in particular, you're looking to develop solutions from end to end, such that the organisations themselves, from the manufacturing, the distri- distribution, fulfilment, etc., on the transport the logistics goes with it through to that being on the shelf, whether it's hanging in a coat hanger or sitting on a shelf for the, the consumables or whatever. You're seeing that whole end-to-end journey, which I think is a, a key. A value point that you bring as an organisation, because as you said, not only have you got the core fabric, of the network, the ability to protect the data and store it, you are also in the business yourselves in different key verticals around telco and, and other products like handsets and things in stores. So that must give you an enormous benefit when you talk to these organisations about the end-to-end journey as well, because I think there's a lot of focus on not just point solutions fixing sort of you know one offs but just that entire life cycle process. Are you getting a lot of people coming to you now saying, we, we don't just want to fix one problem, we want the entire thing from end to end to you? I, I imagine that is a, a regular conversation.
0: It's a very regular conversation. You know. Um Earlier we've talked about point solutions, like you mentioned, the most important thing is the underpinning and the network and the foundation so that the retailer has that solid platform that can grow with all of these new technologies that we'll layer on top of. It's it's important to understand what they're putting into their ecosystem that will pull bandwidth and pull that network capability. So That's where we really pride ourselves in working as a partner with our retailers to Look about the entire ecosystem and the strategy of let's start with the foundation yeah. and where you want to go as a retailer and how we can layer in these solutions that will increase that customer's engagement, satisfaction, mm-hmm. and improve your operational efficiency.
1: And I imagine you've got that perfect opportunity now to blend also the technology component but also the business focus because day, they, they want an operational business benefit or return on investment and you've got that perfect mix as well. Underpinning all of this, we, we talked a couple of times about data, uh, and particularly what data, as we say here, and the cybersecurity challenge. It, there's no secret that at and moves data across the network, but I imagine that a lot of organizations may not fully appreciate how much data you actually manage and store for people. And, and I know we've seen the recent announcements of the acquisition of Alien Vault, but that probably just added more strength to the existing capability we've had for, as you said, decades and decades. Where does cybersecurity fit into this whole conversation? Is it becoming more and more prevalent in the discussions you're having, particularly around the solutions and the architecting of those solutions from end to end, that people are becoming aware of the volume of data now they're creating, and how much they need to restore? And as you said before, whether it's at the edge of the network and edge compute's relevant or bringing it back to a central data center or a cloud somewhere, is that more and more part of the conversation as well, the, the volume of the data, the criticality of the data, the protection of it through cybersecurity solutions?
0: Protecting assets is is a very, very yeah big in retail. Obviously, retail is one of the number one targets for uh, security breaches and protecting the data is vital to the retailer because it can damage the brand image. Mm-hmm. Uh, at and our network has been based, it's, it's ingrained in our network security and our focus on our security practice. Got a very robust security practice that not only we implement again within our environment to protect our assets and our customer data, but also we have these solutions that can protect our customers' data and our customers' um, whole yeah. ecosystem and network. So it, it's definitely top of mind. It's a conversation that happens across the retailers' lines of business. It's not just security office yeah. anymore it's you know looking spectrum. at what we're doing and making sure that we're protecting our customers throughout their
1: You mentioned the word assets and that actually brings to mind that I'm wondering you know are retailers actually appreciating that data is actually now an asset for the business so there's a lot of Uh, misunderstandings around what data actually is and is not and 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 i often talk to people about the fact they should even put it on their balance sheet as an asset and put some kpis on it and track it a retailer is fully appreciating you think currently in your experience that the the value not just the value of data in the decision making but that actually is an asset to them over over a long period of time Uh, and and their consumers i mean i i highly value my bank statements i highly value how much data is kept by my bank so i can see when i put money in took it out the interest i'm getting and when I have a conversation with my bank manager, they're constantly surprised about how much demand I have on that data and the intelligence and the insights. And they're finally working that out now. But I imagine retail's ahead of that curve, that for a long time, they've understood the value of pricing and discounts and the volume of stuff in the you know, stock in store and warehouse. But are they fully appreciating the, the value of that data as an asset, do you think? And, and where cybersecurity fits into that space? I imagine that must be a hot topic for you as well.
0: Absolutely. And, and customers are more concerned than ever their customer privacy yep. and and making sure that it's staying local or at least being protected wherever it's being transported.
1: One last question, if I can, because I, I really appreciate the insights you've provided both into yourself and your role and, and, and the big trends that we're seeing now. I think retail is probably one of the most exciting spaces I've seen for a long time where this new emerging technology can disrupt positively across the board, right from the uh, the manufacturing to the logistics and transport, the warehousing, the actual fulfillment and retail side of things from the the business side of things but also for the consumer side of things that i no longer feel like i'm just buying products i'm actually getting a journey experience and and a lot more value i like the fact that people know me but one last question if i can with all of that in mind i like to hand my guests often a crystal ball a virtual crystal ball if i was to hand you a virtual crystal ball and say aaron gaze into this for a moment and give me a sense of what's coming over the horizon next 12 to 18 months what are some of the topics that we think that uh, people listening should be talking about the next 12 to 18 months that are coming out them, some of the new emerging trends that they should be discussing, things that potentially could be brought up in the boardroom on a regular basis, so the organization from the chairman down is uh, aware of it, all the way down to the water cooler discussions. What are some of the big moving pieces you think that people should be aware of and what do you see coming over the horizon in the next 12 to 18 months?
0: Some of the moving pieces I see are more augmented reality, more AI, understanding you know uh, what's going to happen when robotics really hit the market and how that's going to affect network function um, as well as data output one thing retailers need to keep in mind as well is we're always looking to increase the consumer experience Mm -hmm. don't forget about the employee experience make sure that you're arming your employees with the technology they can use to be successful within your environment. One in four jobs in the U.S. is in retail. It's really important for turnover purposes and investment to, to become an employee advocate within, within the brand. And, and they are your consumers as well. And a lot of times we're so focused on the consumer experience, the consumer experience. Well, those employees are also consumers and they're looking for that experience as well. So I, I think that's one thing to keep in mind.
1: That's a great point, I love that. Yeah, it's it's often the the, the biggest oversight in organizations and retail. I think that we're so focused on what's on the shelves and the advertising, the branding, the point of sale, we forget that the actual customer-facing component is the human element, the person that you're actually speaking to and potentially scanning your barcodes. Well, Erin, it's been fantastic to spend some time with you and uh, I really appreciate you making time to catch up. with me. it's been great to get the insights into you personally your role the whole world around at businesses, retail, restaurant, hospitality as a whole in the industry, and some of the really rapidly pivoting and emerging technologies that are coming up. I, I really appreciate you making the time to share those insights, and I'm looking forward to the next 12 18, 18 months and becoming a more informed, immersed consumer. Thank and you, I really does. appreciate it, hopefully we have you on the show again soon. Great day. Thank you.